The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You know, it's probably a familiar Bible verse that you've heard many times, especially as you head into Christmas, as you head into December, as you head into a season of Advent. Most of you, if you've ever attended a church, have probably heard it read on Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day or whatever Christmas service you may have attended. And obviously we focus on this this verse of, of a child being born, right? Jesus is born. It's the whole point of Christmas, the point of the nativity. And he was given to us. And it says that he should be called the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, right? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But the, what I want to point out today in this podcast is that there's two, two different parts in chapter six, or verse 6. It says, The government shall be upon his shoulders. And then it gives these names that he'll be called, that we just mentioned. Then it says, The increase of government and of peace, there will be no end. You know, in this world, we are looking for answers constantly, right? We're looking for answers in our, in our countries. We're looking for answers in our governments. We're looking for answers in peace. Depending on where you live, there's a there's just division, right? I live in in North America, and there's just been a massive division over the last two years, uh, just with the way people are treated, with coronavirus. Just the list goes on and on. This massive division, and no matter what we do, as humans, we can't seem to find peace. We can't seem to get to peace. Every time we think we take two steps forward, there's a, a step back, or an email is revealed or a comment is revealed. And honestly, at this point in time, anything and everything we've ever said or done is held against us and there's no grace and there's no forgiveness. And honestly, it comes from centuries of abuse, centuries of hurt, centuries of centuries of no, not, not having peace. And it has finally boiled up. We never really dealt with it and it's come to this head. And that's not just in the country I live in, that's around the world. But again, we're looking for these solutions. We're looking for these fixes through man, right? We're looking for the next great leader. We're looking for the next great thing. And it's no wonder why scriptures warns us that this antichrist will come and bring peace. So here in Isaiah chapter nine, it says that this baby will be born and the government will be upon his shoulders, right? And there will be an increase and of peace. There will be no end. And so Jesus came, and he was everything. He was the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He still is. With him, there will be no end of peace. In other words, for all of eternity, as you live 
with him in heaven at the end of time there will be peace forever like there's no end of peace it's not going to reset it's not going to start over there is no end of peace and it says he will establish justice and righteousness from today and forevermore so from the time of his birth the time of his life ultimately the time of his death he established righteousness he established this justice he showed us how to live as christians and the zeal of the lord of hosts will do this and that's exactly what the Antichrist is going to come to do. And as I look at our world right now, and we live in this world just full of chaos and turmoil and, and not, there's just no peace anywhere. It seems like a time that would just be right for someone to arise and claim to be something he's not and claim to bring peace that will not last. It will not be till the end of time. It will be for a short season. But it makes sense why people would flock to that because people are tired of fighting they're tired of discord, they're tired of frustration, and they long for peace. And so that Antichrist is going to take these very verses in Isaiah that talk about our Savior, that talk about our Lord Jesus Christ, that talk about the birth of Jesus, and he's going to use them and manipulate them and twist them to say, hey, here is something that brings peace. But it won't, because it'll be false, and it'll be an anti and it won't end, and there'll be strings attached, and there'll be conditions. And it will fail, and it will fall, because we know that the Lord will increase the government. We know that the Lord will have a peace that never ends. We know that His kingdom will be established, and His justice, and His righteous forevermore. And no man is ever going to do that, because it says right here in verse 7 of Isaiah, the Lord of hosts will do this. So I say that as a, just a couple fold in this devotion. Just be alert, be on guard, be on the lookout for false teachings that are leading people astray. But also just remember as we head into the time of Christmas that these verses are more than just Jesus being birthed, but they're a declaration of who Jesus is as our King, as our Lord, as our leader, as the government that we're a part of as Christians, we're not part of an earthly government as Christians, we're a part of a heavenly government. We need to remember that and stay in that instead of getting sucked in to all the things that we tend to get sucked into. We participate here in life, but we're a part of a different government, a different kingdom first and foremost. The people group I just want to lift up today are the Jarati people. They're originally from India. Uh, there's still many of them in India, but they're, they're just really well businessmen. They tend to have hotels and just shops and gas stations. And so honestly, they're all over the world. Uh, there's huge populations in the U UK and East Africa and also in Australia. And to today, we want to focus on the group in Australia. There are 54,000 of them in Australia, 3.3 million of the Jiratis worldwide, but 54,000 in Australia. Again, mostly businessmen, very successful businessmen um, internationally. They would be Hindu, and they are unreached. In fact, only 1% of them worldwide would be reached, and about a percent and a half in Australia. So we just want to lift up the Jurati people. God's given them wisdom. He's given them discernment. He's given them a mind for business, and they're using that. And they're using that around the world. But Lord, we just want, Lord, that you would open their ears and their eyes to the kingdom. 
generally if you stay in their hotels or interact with them then times of slowness they're willing to have spiritual conversations they're willing to discuss their faith so lord we just pray for opportunities for christians to speak into the jurati people that as we interact with them we can speak in the truth into their life as they have been deceived by darkness Lord, we specifically pray for the 54,000 living in Australia, that they would come to know you, that they would come to understand you, that they would see you for who you are, and they would begin to use their gifts to worship you and to serve you and to honor you. Lord, send workers into the harvest among the Jurati people in Australia. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, amen. Hallelujah.